Polyhedron is a production of Simulacra Studios. You can find us on Twitter, at SimulacraRPGs, or at PolyhedronCast. If the visual medium is your thing, you can follow us at Simulacra TV on both Twitch and YouTube. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash studios and sign up to be a patron. Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for, well, everything RPG related and entertainment. I am your host, Matthew, and as always, I have my two friends and two little black boxes. I got myself Ryan. I'm buried in cables. He is, indeed, and Scott. I'm I'm relatively unburdened by cables. Yes, you. Oh, your cable situation is well handled. Like I've done, I've seen, seen that. It's all right. Yeah, better than mine. It's not something you'll post on Reddit, but it's not bad. No, no, because then someone will call you Hitler. (laughs) And also, and also, they'll see that you have like an automated feeding bowl somewhere in the shot and tell you you are murdering your cat. Oh my god! Because <laughs> you know every because don't ever post about your pet on Facebook because or I mean Reddit because someone will tell you that you're a monster and murdering them. People have like well we, we've gotten off to a spicy start here at uh, who doesn't love parasocial Polish. hypochondria? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> come on! No, I, I stay yeah. away from Reddit because of all that. I I just go to the front page. I just go to the front page because sometimes it's fun. That's fair. Because that's where I get some of the latest news, like just shit to be reposted. But, but anyways, it's the latest news. It's news. But anyways, guys, what's uh, Scott? How has your gaming entertainment been? Uh, gaming entertainment's been fine. Uh, you know, my various Aeon games that I plan and run have been good. Uh, definitely had some fun with that. Um, got some board gaming in not this past weekend, but the weekend before. That was very, very fun. Yeah, understood. Sorry, I couldn't join you. I apologize. Yeah, well, you know, there's a, there's a way to apologize for that. Yeah, show Come up next time. time. Yeah, show yeah, up yeah. Next time. There you go. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. will when my life stops fucking with me. Okay. I uh, I've been I've gotten hooked into No Man's Sky uh, from a computer no game. And oh, how is that? How, how would you would you would you think of the No Man's Sky? Cause... So, so the whole like in general, like survival crafting style games don't generally grab me but i do love flying around in a spaceship yeah it is good that sometimes the aesthetic is all i need to like get into it so i like i am getting sucked in to just the 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 loops of it and like i just watched a big video on like here like here are some top tier strategies like once you have a little money under your belt how to how to really start kicking your shit up a notch Oh man, when I ended out, I had a whole freight. I have a freighter fleet of like fifty ships, and I'm multi billionaire. Jesus, so. yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting yeah. there. It, it was takes... really fun. It was really funny because like I warp into a system in the middle of a fight, and I, I, you know, I, I, I blow up the ships that the system tells me to blow up. Um, and then like some some little frog dude like asks me onto his freighter and says, "Hey, you take command." I'm like, you know what? This doesn't sound like. That it, wouldn't work. That wouldn't be that way. I don't know, man. Well, how did it go in Aeon well, not you, too long well, ago? Yeah, fair enough. You're well, the little also, frog dude. Wait, you're the not the little frog dude. You're just the dude who showed up and then was like, just take command. I'm like, I have the credentials. Well, uh, since because of the reason he, you, it's funny you, everyone, he told me he was playing No Man's Sky and I just watched Noah talk about No Man's Sky because I've listened to like everything Noah's produced. Mm-hmm. And 
you are the traveler, dude. You're almost like a demigod Jesus figure in that yeah, universe. Well, oh, it's so much darker than that. Yet. Oh yeah, it's, it's, so it's yes, it is. Uh, it's very Oof. interesting though. The the have you gotten into the plot line of it? A little bit, yeah. I'm following them. Like like one of the suggestions that I saw is like to get to a certain part of the game, you can either like like there's there's a big RNG factor to get like uh, the portal glyphs. Yes, uh, but someone uh-huh. was like, just do the main storyline. You'll get them. You'll get them all if you just yeah. do the main storyline. Yep. Yep. Uh, and and so, you will actually. I think Scott, if you're not already spoiled, I think you'll like the yep in story of this. When you get to the when you start getting into it, I think you in particular will enjoy it. Yeah, I probably it's... will. I, I like the little breadcrumbs that they're generating. There's clearly some weird multiversal kind of like eternal recurrence thing going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, the funny part, um, the last the last thing I left is fly into the center of the goddamn galaxy that's my last quest like mm-hmm. that's all i have left to do and i just wasn't i don't know i was just like well i technically beat the game i know that what i i know what happens when you do that mm-hmm. um the game does not end i will say that yeah i'm, I'm I, yeah i'm aware of that part <laughs> i didn't um, i wasn't ready i was just like it was that weird situation like man it feels kind of weird and wasteful to just leave this one behind when i could just go like this one itself that i am in is infinite yeah like exactly. it is huge there's... in a way that i will never be able to truly explore yep. i have looked at the explorers guild pages like i don't know if you've seen those scott where there people have gone on and done like they've done galaxy maps and people mm. have shown like what they found and like there's sort of a canonical who discovered what right yep um maybe 10 percent of yep, No Man's yep, Sky yep. initial galaxy has been discovered. Yeah, I'm well aware. Yeah, it's it's really cool. But the it's idea very of like... cool. It's very fun. I'm enjoying it. Um, you can get distracted by so many little things. Going into uh, the next recursion was just a step I don't know if I was ready for. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a big game. I just want well, I'm interested to hear more. So keep us updated there, big man. Sure. Keep us sure updated. Thing, yeah. Ryan, what about you? You've had some interesting entertainment oh. updates. Oh yeah, well I I mean I've just been chain smoking like horror movies and stuff just because my, my life is a recursive nightmare, and it's my best way for dealing with it. So I, I watched that movie Censor that R- Red Letter Media covered a couple like a way back during its like I think during their like summer breakdown or one of their many like half in the bag breakdowns, and it's it's a really really good movie, and it is it's clever. It's a clever good. It's called Censor. S-C-E-N-S-O-R. As in you're censoring something. Oh, yes. That is 100% what the movie's about. It is about um, the nas- a, a censor of the nasty video epidemic of the 1980s in Great Britain. Mm. Uh, a person whose job it is to watch endless torrents of horror films and, and suggest edits to make them palatable to the squishy brains of the UK of, of, 19, of Thatcher's Britain. And Ooh. Uh, it is about a true believer in in this cause and what it and just how things go badly from there. No, that sounds cool. I actually like that idea. Um, if you like Saint Maud, you you you'll like this too. Um, same kind of similar kind of idea, just very different approaches. And also, they do some tricks with um, aspect ratio in that movie. So, hmm. just keep an eye on the aspect ratio of what you're watching and see if you can catch what they do with it. Yep. Uh, another one I watched, I watched Glorious, 
Oh, how was that one? Oh, fucking awesome! I need, I, will, to, I need to sit down I, and watch it. I will say that they do. They owe David uh, Jason Pargin a check, though, because that is <laughs> could not have been more of a John dies at the end. Like that could have been a short story told in John dies at the end. Like he, this guy just shows up to a rest stop bathroom, and a being in a stall through a glory hole is like, "Hey, man, I'm a cosmic being, and you and I are here for a fucking reason. Now I need you to do something for me." <laughs> interesting um and you find out who he is you find out who the the creature is and some crazy it is like the most covety covid movie that's ever been uh the, it it stars the guy who played jason stackhouse in true blood and um oh nice i actually need to watch it i like him and oh who's the voice of omni man it's omni man oh okay uh, jonah Jamerson. that's right it's yeah. um uh God. i had his name in my head two seconds ago J. Jonah Jameson? Yeah. No, it's the, the, the actor who plays him. The actor, yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, you're fucking right. Hold on. I think it's funny you <laughs> thought that was actually his name. <laughs> yeah, J. Jonah Jameson played the guy in the, yeah, the yeah. cosmic being? No. I thought you were joking with me for a second. Like, oh, he's he he knows who I'm... Uh, uh, that was played by... Uh, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Simmons. How could I forget yep. his fucking name? J.K. Simmons. It, it's all well. It's a COVID movie because you never like J.K. Simmons has no physical body in this movie. Right. Like, it's just obviously just it's just his voice. So it's also mostly, really sh- it's also really short, right? About eighty eight minutes. It does its job. Okay. And gets out. Interestingly enough, Sensor also eighty eight minute. About eighty eighty nine minutes. Like hour and a half in out. Very engrossing. Didn't notice time go by. Kind of nice. Yeah, um, uh, I mean, I think horror movies probably do better on a tighter on a tight, uh, tighter timeline. Uh, you don't have horror epics for a reason. There's no such thing as an epic horror, you know, not really, not long, super, like it. Certain of the tricks run run their course, you know. Mm-hmm. If you do it too much and too long, you have to give enough rest time in a movie, like in a two and a half hour movie. Maybe I don't know. You could maybe give enough rest time. It's like, and now it's not a horror movie for about thirty minutes, so you forget. Uh, yeah. I heard about a horror movie that uh, I don't ever want to see uh, called Megan is Missing. Um, it was like 2011, uh, and it's like I, – I, I read the plot up to the point where I'm like, you know what? Nope. Never going to see it. Well, is, it well, is it too much? Yeah, it's way too much. Like, ugh. Great. There's also another another one similar to that thing, the Poughkeepsie Takes. Oh, the Poughkeepsie Takes? Poughkeepsie Takes, yeah. Oh really? Is it, no, is it my you. dad? Is it my 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 stepdad's a serial killer? And here are his tapes. Uh, no, it's, I don't think it's a stepdad. It's it's just a serial killer who, who whose tapes got found. I hate that stuff. It's not my interest. Human evil, not very yeah. interesting to me. Yeah, like um, these, those are both very very human evil style games. I don't I don't mind a mind unraveling and it in an interesting way, like a human mind going kablooey and just a way that is visually striking, um, and you can kind of understand what's happening to them and just like, you know, I get their stress, mm-hmm. you know? And also I, 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 I did something I never do yesterday. I sat down for eight hours and read a book. I read wow. an entire book, um, an entire novel called, and it was called the yellow sign. And if you know anything at all about the King in yellow Haster or Carcosa or any of that from the Cthulhu mythos, 0.0% surprises in that book. However, the author knows this, and Haster is a ride along the whole time. So, like, you get Haster's 
you're just walking alongside Haster's vessel, who doesn't know they're Haster's vessel, and Haster's giving, and they keep they refer to Haster as asshole voice in their head, <laughs> um, because they they're you know cracking up under the strain, and you just get to watch this FBI agent slowly go crazy as she deals with the cult of Haster, and it, it was a it was a fun little read. I'm probably gonna do something uh, in the cyberpunk genre next. Oh, uh, cool. Cool. Oh, and I also need to finish Robert Brockway's Carrier Wave because uh, that book's a hard read because there is some nasty shit going on in that, like some hard, nasty violence that is hard to read sometimes because it has people hurting themselves in some pretty awful ways. Uh, the last one was a guy gouging his own teeth out with a screwdriver uh, before setting himself on fire. Now, I'm not going to tell you, I, I think go back to like episode some episode in 2018 explaining why that was happening because i've talked about this before <laughs> but uh yeah yeah it, also the book is physically massive though like it's a physically massive paperback so it made it really hard to read so i have a kindle now like mm. a proper tiny kindle so it might be a lot easier to read <laughs> gotta love those uh i just watched literally just watched the uh, first episode of house of the dragon pretty good cool Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm 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 a little too st- scarred still. Little little. little is it sussy? Much. Is it is it? Are you sussy of of Game of Thrones? I'll wait. I'm gonna wait. Give it a couple yeah, episodes. Let me sit. Well, the I thing mean, about this one is that the story that it's based on is done. Yeah, that's like, true. And George R. R. Martin apparently had his hand on the till the whole time. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. But supposedly he wanted just just came out like today was supposedly he was try, had been trying to fight for ten seasons for Game of Thrones, well, and I'm like, yeah. yeah, that probably would have should have been what it was. But I can understand why they wanted to cut it short. Well, you know, they wanted to go shit on some other property and yeah, and probably squeeze money out of it. Yep, um, yep, yep. I also, I mean, I watched the first episode of She Hulk, uh, which very fun, very fun. Up top. <laughs> no, no, I really enjoyed it. Go watch She Hulk. It's really a lot of fun. As for my entertainment, I've watched She Hulk. I am almost done with Westworld season four. It's fun. It's not as like, oh my God, like mind blowing as the first couple seasons, but it's still a lot of fun. It's entertaining. Yeah, it definitely ends in an interesting place. Uh, and I think since the last time we talked, I have started Mass Effect. Uh, I got the legendary bundle because I got a PS5, so I'm playing yeah. through that now. I picked it up too. I'm just kind of, I'm I'm trying to finish up Cult of the Lamb. I'm like on the last boss and just want it over. Is that with. A, as adorable as I think it is? Cult of the Lamb. It's very cute, but I hope you like poop. <laughs> a lot of poop. You got to do yep. a lot of poop. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. It's, it's an okay. It's an okay game. It's I mean, just right. okay. It's got a poop based economy, right? It literally is. Like you can't like. There's a point where poop, the production of poop, becomes so integral to the to your day to day life that it just becomes like automatic. Like going to gather the poop and generate the poop. <laughs> now you yourself don't generate the poop. But your followers do, and you can also compost. Yeah, the, uh, I mean, yeah, the, the evil has hollowed that part of you out. Yeah, you don't, <laughs> yeah, your 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 little lamb friend doesn't need to sleep or eat, but they, you know, uh, my my a uh, the cutest thing about this game is uh, you have a dedicated bleep button, mm, so at nope. any moment you can you can be a little sheep. I and every time you use the uh, uh, a weapon or something, or like cut down a tree, your hat becomes the weapon. 
Yes. Is your, your, hat, hat, does, is your... your hat does the work. Yeah, uh, your hat. I did not know about the bleep button, and I have played the game for 13 hours. <laughs> I nice. that was that was somebody I was watching somebody play, and they're like, oh, it has one. And they just happened to find it, and they were like, neat, neat, neat. <laughs> Um, but we're going to move on, move on because we got actually a lot to talk about. We don't have a lot of like news news, but the news is the main story because there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Uh, the biggest thing right now from, from jump street is, uh, over the last Thursday on the 18th, uh, which is had a big D and D presentation day where they basically are like, here's the roadmap for the foreseeable future. For Dungeons and Dragons as we know it, yeah, they're calling it D and D one or one D and D one D and D, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. Um, but they are like they they've they've made the mouth noises of this isn't a new edition and we're moving away from the concept of editions, uh, which sure okay that is that I'm sure there was a meeting about that about how to how to phrase the fact that we're coming out with a new edition and uh, not call it a new edition, not call it out a new edition, yeah, like. At, at the one hand, like I'm not mad about anything that they're doing. Um, I mean, first and foremost, I'm not super invested in D and D, but I'm not mad about it. Like I think Fifth Edition is a good edition, and it's the one that I find playable. And you know, they're they're basically saying everything that they're going to be putting out is going to be backwards compatible to Fifth Edition, and you know, the, it's just rules updates to this edition. Um, but you know, they're doing the same thing that they did with the with the D and D next project yep. which is they're releasing sort of packets of playtest information as well as soliciting a lot of player and fan feedback yeah uh, so it's going to be an ongoing process before we actually see what this thing looks at and boy are people salty yeah so the basic is right right now you can get the the basic package uh with the playtest document it's an on earth arcana and it basically goes over, hey, we're rejiggery pokering this stuff to make it all make a little more sense, all of it to do it. Uh, this will be a recurring theme because the other piece of news that we have will also be trying to do the same thing. But it not being a new edition is basically them going, we're going to treat this more like live updates for like a video game. When things get updated, our digital products will also be updated. And I understand why people get miffed at this kind of thing. I do. Like, the idea that your player's handbook will now be... The it, it, the people are angry at the idea that their PHB is now just... So, will be ridiculously out of date. Like, not help, not useful or helpful in terms of actually operating the game. You know, you know if you want to be up to date on your rules. I understand where that comes from. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to produce a new trio of core books. Is yes, like absolutely. At the end result of this, you're going to get a new player's guide. You're going to get a new and, DM's guide. And that's a okay. Three, 3.5 was a fine... That's really... 3.5 is where I really sunk my teeth into Dungeons & Dragons for the first time. And it's fine. Like, sometimes a, a 0.5 edition is all you need to really... And I think 5th edition do, is tight enough. And, like, the power creep has been, like, pretty reasonable in terms of... I mean, come to realize... Especially comparatively... System, the system is busted as fuck above a certain level, no matter what you do and no matter what edition you're in. So why bother? Mm -hmm. Don't care about that. Uh, but like, you know, fifth edition is a pretty good system. It handles most stuff pretty well to, to where it keeps things moving. So trying to like squeeze an entire like different 
I don't know, set of mechanics out of it just to increment a number. Eh. Yeah. So, and I mean, I think that there's this implication that moving forward, that's what this is what it's going to be. It's going to be incremental updates to the same rule base. Um, and the other big news uh, is that they are with their acquisition of D and D Beyond, yep. they're going to be integrating into D and D Beyond uh, some sort of digital. You know, buy your book, get a digital version, either free or at a discount. They haven't said what they're going to do with that, but they've made mouth noises along the lines of there's going to be some sort of digital physical integration. As is and, correct. Yeah, as is correct, but we'll see how 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 it's implemented. Um, and there's going to be a an official Wizards of the Coast via D&D Beyond virtual tabletop Yep. Uh, based on the Unreal Engine. So it's going to be pretty, and there's going to be some hot customization options. Um. And, you know, I, I, I've heard a lot of different viewpoints about this, um, but but my take on it is that, yes, this is going to be an anti-competitive measure, essentially. They're going to they're, they're going to have a ridiculous advantage over every other virtual tabletop. For D&D. For D&D. For D&D. But in my opinion, that means that the pressure on the other virtual tabletops to really start embracing and supporting other games is going to increase correct that's good for me yep also world 20 and a few of these like tailspire all them they're gonna find their niches they're gonna have games that they can specialize in also some of these places have had years of experience more than the whoever's developing the unreal version of this for dini sure they have probably gobs more money Throwing at being thrown money, at money and bodies doesn't necessarily make a project work well. Can, right. As a person who works in software, yeah. sometimes businesses just think throw human human at it is a is a good solution when in reality is bad. Well, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't doubt that there's going to be a good amount of poaching going on. No, like, like if there the, hasn't already been. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it has started and will continue as they are going to basically throw money at people who they want because they have experience in the thing. Yep. Um, so we'll see how that all shakes out, but and I think that it's going to end up with things like Roll Twenty and Tailspire and Astral and all that stuff, putting more time and energy into other games so that they aren't in a competitive space it, with the person who, with it, the group it, that has the most competitive advantage. True, and honestly, sometimes maybe all I want is a Roll Twenty type of interface, and maybe I don't need a fully three D rendered environment type stuff maybe i just want a simple map that i can upload and maybe i need a white square yeah Yeah, exactly with some tokens on it to just be like okay so we don't have the theater of the mind this shit where is everybody you know right where is a 3d environment that depending on their tool set and how they how the functionality of it works could be laborious to manage like yeah the more complicated you make the visual representation the more you have to learn to set it up correctly I mean, and Roll Twenty has its has its you know spin up and hurdles of its own. Now imagine doing all that shit in like a three D editor and stuff. Now it really depends on the tools. It's just it all it's very dependent on well one the tools two okay how much because yeah, yeah okay how much yeah <laughs> well that's the other other big thing is like how are they going to monetize all of this? What what by what means are they going to extract funds from people uh you know like i've heard a lot of people speculating about it, some sort of subscription-based service wouldn't doubt uh, it 
which well, it technically already exists. Yeah, in D and D Beyond is D and D Beyond is, has a, is a subscription base in terms of like it's not subscription based in terms of like content, although you can like sign up for like the everything bundles. Yes, but it is subscription based in terms of utility. Like you have to pay right. to use your game, like share out your books and this sort of thing, and have um, like a lot of character slots and campaigns and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very little, very minimal stuff for a few bucks a month usually. But and, yeah, it's it's. Uh, uh, oh, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. You no, know, no, it's you know, it's fine. It's one of those things of where we may see a world twenty type model where it's like, if you want general services, it's a minor subscription. But if you want certain assets. Do you got to pay per asset that you want to use or big bundles of like, we have all of our adventures. Are you ready to go in this? Spend 20 extra bucks when you buy the digital book. You get all the, the virtual that, assets. That would be really bad for Roll20. <laughs> if it's like a reasonable amount of money to get the whole shebang, like well, if, the package, if, if the package deal is like $70 or something for the whole shebang for a book, that's rough stuff, man. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's the thing. They gotta in some in some respect, D and D Beyond slash Wizards have to compete themselves, so they have to bring a product yep. that is worth the value. And in some respects, while it's while they have an advantage, this is more co- competition in this space. Meaning, it, things will get not necessarily cheaper, but they will get better in the long uh, run. This is one of those few times where a competition's where a competition might actually breed innovation. Hooray. Yep. Because well, Roll, Roll20 needs it. Roll20 needs to get its UI under control a little bit. It's yep. a it's a hog and it, you know, it's not super easy to use below the most basic like one level below surface of Roll20 is basically impossible to deal with unless you want to like go read wikis about it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of if you want to really like make your game shine in Roll Twenty, you're gonna put some work in. And I mean, I, I also thought it was cute that they're including like we're basically doing Hero Forge too. Ha ha. Yeah, yeah. Hey, why not? Uh, they 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 want to corner this fucking market because they're expanding. Also, with this D and D presents, besides telling us about one D and D and a lot of their stuff, they're expanding their market. There's now a Japanese website oriented for wizards and D specifically they made a commercial and it's really cool yeah it's like a live one that's pretty fun yeah um there's going to be a couple more things there's going to be a webtoon that is really interesting because it has been 35 years of drift Dorden. they're doing a webtoon about his daughter mm. um so that is coming down the pipe uh they have also released dates for the rest of the 2023 we are getting about five more books big books um probably 2024 i would or middle of 2024 we're gonna see the next edition that's when they're gonna roll it out i well, um, I imagine it would be sometime around as we have speculated 10 year anniversary yep you know yeah we got in 2023 we've got keys of the golden vault which is sort of a grab bag thing for make making adventures mm-hmm. and like thieves stuff uh big b presents glory of the giants which is basically a big source book adventure for giants which is if you've looked at all the unearthed or kind of that have happened, that have come out over the last year and a half, you know, what's coming up. Um, the book of the book of many things was a big DM book. Like here's a whole bunch of things for the DM. And the last one is we, we knew, Oh, there's actually one before I want to defend Delver campaign. So I kind of want someone to run that because it's a campaign all around Fendelver, which is the 
uh, start regional starting adventure for uh, fifth edition. Uh, well, so, <clears throat> I mean, there was at least one big chapter of the acquisitions incorporated that was all about Fendelver. Right now, it's going to get a whole a whole campaign is all about Fendelver, which is I, I think is I, cute. I, I wonder if they'll include anything about fucking Ack Inc. And the last one that we all have definitely been looking forward to, and it totally confirmed now, which is about a year from now, we're going to get Planescape. Sweet. Yep, we're going to get full Planescape. Uh, so everyone is super interested in that because I like Spelljammer, but I like Planescape. I want to see what a fifth edition version of Planescape looks. I'll hopefully I want the art to look just as weird. Need some yeah. weird ass art. We um, will see. Yeah, we will see. Um, but other than that, the D&D stuff is very interesting. So mechanically, with some of the stuff they've done since they released the, the playtest documents, is race just gives you certain abilities. Um, and they've rejiggered some of the races. Um, and then from there, backgrounds become more important. Backgrounds are what's going to give you your stat increases. So not all orcs are inherently strong. It depends on the background of the orc. Um, languages. Uh, backgrounds also give you a feat. Uh, oh, they, oh, have, nice. they have a new thing called first level feats. Every background has a... you. We suggest this feat. If you don't want this feat, you can take any of the first level feats. And feats will have prerequisites, even if they're just leveled prerequisites. So they are definitely taking a little bit of more of a page uh, out of like 3.0, 3.5, and Pathfinder of like giving some more options at character creation. And abilities to backgrounds that have mechanical impact rather than like narrative impact that current backgrounds do. Uh, that sounds cool. Yeah, it's neat. It's, uh, it's interesting. Um, there is a bit of, there's obviously some kerfuffle about a lot of these rules. I think the biggest, like, just straight rules issue is how they're handling advantage now and inspiration. How, yeah. I did not read that. How are they dealing with that? Or how, so, how, how, how do, what does the, what does the first play test doc of many say about so it? So let, let me, let me, uh, get to that part because it's towards the end and it's, it's a small, smaller section, but it, man, did people make a stink over this one. Um, come on, come on, come on. So dumb. It's, it's fun. Uh, I remember when my blood pressure used to go up about this kind of stuff. <laughs> Not anymore. What a piece of shit I was. <laughs> so, so the it's sort of coupled. So inspiration is it does what it always has done. You spend it, you get advantage. Some people are a little butthole, butt hurt that that didn't get changed. Like just let it reroll because most people run it as a reroll anyways. Mm -hmm. um, but now, like humans, when they wake up in the morning automatically have inspiration you huh. get inspiration back whenever you roll a natural 20 huh roll rolls of 20 this is where it starts getting muddled rolls of 20 always succeed it's or skill checks doesn't matter okay you just do it that's very i mean no that's how, that's how i i mean I've been at tables where those have just been the rules. I mean, true, true. But what people are upset about is like, no, literally, you can do anything with a roll of a twenty. So even if it's an impossible task, I roll a twenty, I automatically always get to do it, or not. 
or yeah, not. It, you know, yeah, the, we get it. The but DM what is if, still a petty god who controls yeah. the, the who's and the why. Uh, it's also like, yeah, this first place. Yeah, okay. Well, guess what's probably now that people have like. I don't know. We're gonna open a fucking Holocaust memorial for the concept of advantage. Like, I guess, I guess oh. they probably won't keep that part in. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, oh, another things is ones automatically fail regardless of what you're doing. I fucking hate that, but okay. <laughs> um. Uh, so also, crits. Only players can crit. I did read that. Yeah, only players monsters can crit. don't crit. And it's only on, um, it's it's only on like uh, physical attacks. Right, you can't crit with magic anymore. So if you roll a flame bolt, which and you they roll an attack roll, a, they haven't released their new spellcasting stuff yet. So we don't know. We have exactly their spell list. They are modifying the spell lists. There's only three now. There's arcane, divine, and primal. That's it. Okay. So everyone runs off that. Now we don't know how they're going to change the spells, but that's what we've got right now. You know, this is a real like this is such a wait and see. I the idea of getting like getting your blood up about something that's about like this of all things is like come on guys. Like Yeah, it's it's so ephemeral. Go I don't know. Go like do some mechanical Turk work or something. Go go <laughs> donate to a food bank. Go do literally anything other than be angry about a playtest document. <laughs> I don't. Well, know. there there I mean there are there are some people with more sort of social uh sort of aspirations that they wish they would socially change a few things. Like you can't have mixed races now, and what that means, and how that mechanically is verified, and dealing with the social ramifications of that, or like orcs or whatever race has always have these abilities and it's like okay you're trying to like basically uh eugenics saying all of these races have these things and i, and I get it i understand I, it but it's also the gurgling sound in the back of my throat would like to would, would like to make it <laughs> like you guys know me i'm i'm you know i'm a lefty i'm a, mm-hmm. i'm about as left as they come usually can we can we not do this anymore? <laughs> this is so this is so silly. Like it's it's very silly. Like if it upsets you don't use it. It's there, much like everything else. I don't understand. Like listen, I get it. You don't want to be like, well every orc's good at critting cuz they're mad. <laughs> like I I get it. I do, but I don't know, man. Well, there needs <sighs> to be part of a, I think part of a from a, just a mechanical perspective is like you have to differentiate these entities. Right. These you have people. To, they have to have do something. Build, you have to do something. <laughs> and therefore, they have to have, you have to make one different from the other. And there are things that, like, okay, a cheetah, when a cheetah has kittens, cheetahs are prone to run, run real fast. That's how they have evolved. And so that's the idea is like, there are some yeah. differences. And but that's also, okay. Also, these people, these, these races, are, I guess, are, uh, these races do exist on an evolutionary well okay about 30,000 years 40,000 years who cares anyway they were crafted by gods literally every <laughs> species in all of dungeons and dragons were the literal spit cum and dirt of a god who decided <laughs> to make a fucking race so like the idea that you're like eh, it's you well then fucking blame the fact that magic is real in this world i don't know what to tell you Loth shat out the drow, or not anymore. Sorry, they changed. They yeah, they definitely changed that. They Loth 
Loth corrupted a number of drow. <laughs> Correct. Mm-hmm. Just never forget that gods are real. You have gods directly attached to your the DNA in your blood. Like gods get a say in that. And I don't know, man. Just magic's real in this world. What the fuck are you? What are you on about? Yeah. How are we going to differentiate? Let's just all be humans. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's there are. I can understand certain people critique uh, more so from the mechanical social. They are trying to do something, but I think in the, if we bring anything from this, as we've said before, this is a, the first play test doc. Also, wait. Were you saying that they See, were going hard on the on? The, they were going into the half races thing or not avoiding the half race no no they no they went into the half races there's like there is a sidebar talking about how to handle them i mean cool i mean divesting uh do like they do with cross classing pick pick one ability from your first pick one ability from the other yeah that's it's, it's not like of, the attributes are tied to anything anymore <laughs> yeah that's sort of how they work and people of mixed heritages have have expressed our opinion that that it is below not as sensitive as it should be i'm not going to comment more about that because i am not and that doesn't affect me and uh if you're interested in hearing about that i'm sure you can find people on twitter they can explain it much better than me and understand their arguments but but just that's just being between from between worlds as it were or people is a historical and literary trope it's like under bridging the gap between cultures and that's interesting to say and to tell a story about yep um yeah i'm gonna basically there it's a playtest doc like i said this stuff if you have strong opinions one way or another give them feedback yeah I, that's I, that's I, the only way you can the only thing you can do i can't manage to like get at all worked up about it except for like the business aspect of it yeah like that's the only thing that like like that I'm really paying attention to because the rule stuff is written in sand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's written in sand. It will change until such time as we get books. Um, so I think that like getting worked up about it is is less than useful. Yeah, I mean if you're up worked over it, instead of spitting vitriol one way or another at people, just go read the document and give them go feedback. read the document, form an opinion. I mean write I... up write up feedback and give it to them. There is something to say about like raising the volume on a thing to show other people. Like I'd say there's obviously a distinct I'm sure there are plenty of people who are just like, hey guys, I just read this and I'm not exactly super keen on it. What do you all think? And that's and, right. And here's why I'm not keen. Like, obviously, they're not going nuts about it. They just want to raise the volume so that other people see it and can, you know. Push, weigh put way in on their put their hand on the scale if, if you, you know? want to know you know like a n- nice uh a more because we're not gonna go like point by point on a breakdown uh our good friend of the show brandis uh stuttered over at tribality i'm gonna uh scott please put a link in the show notes please he give me has to it what give me a link to it and i'll put it I, in. I will do i will do that um he has a very very robust breakdown from more of a mechanical standpoint of all the things and sort of like how like how what's going to be like going forward um there's also a really funny joke that i liked it was the tool joke everyone gets a proficiency in tool so you got to pick one of the one of the mini albums of tool cool. yeah but well, I, I gotta pick lateralis like yeah exactly the, the... Yeah, well yeah, duh 
Uh, oh, what, <laughs> uh, because I want to lean on a positive note, uh, the Tieflings are now not just from hell, they're from all of the evil like bloodline from the lower planes, and we have a new neutral evil term, Chthonic. Hmm. Neutral evils are from are called are like Chthonic. Uh, they're from like the Gray Waste of Hades, Gehenna, Karsiri. So the neutral evil planes. That's kind of boring. And we have a new positive energy one that's interesting called Ardlings. Um, it's sort of like Ling and Archon put together. Ardlings. They're upper plane stuff. They're kind of like Azamar, but they have like animalistic features. Hmm. So you can be best boy. You can be an Archon, Lantern cool. Archon. Oh, like the Hound Archons. Yes, Hound Archons. Got yeah, it. not the Lantern. Okay. Yeah, the Hound Makes Archons. Sense. Yep. Um, and or, also, like, or you can be slightly spherical, like a Lantern Archon. Yeah, you, you could. I'm a ball boy. <laughs> yep, I'm a ball. Yeah, there there's some cool changes. Like dwarves, uh, they have tremor sense now. They they can they can sort of do tremor sense. That's neat. So what, um, they can like they like favorite enemy graboids or something. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. But we do definitely need some graboids here in D and D. That's definitely racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than what their previous with the racial hatred of orcs. Like they got a yeah. bonus to hit and wound yeah. orcs. You see, okay, now, see here you go. Now, now we're talking about stuff. It's like okay, we can remove that part. Like we can remove <laughs> the race. The explicit racism like we can definitely remove the want of genocide from the court races i'm a little like i'm obviously like you, you my opinions on like getting really really upset about there being racial abilities in general obviously i think you, you calm the fuck down but like and anyone who's like D too woke because non-binary people exist fuck yourself and die in a fire but <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, I have stronger words for the other guys. Like, I'll have kind words and like I'll, gentle driving for my own people because they're my yeah. people. But uh, like, you have <laughs> <laughs> you have issues with the racial ability? Sure, we can have a conversation. You just don't like because there's non-binary brain. You can just there's the fucking door. Fucking yeah. fuck off and die. Fuck I'm care. not. I'm not having a discussion with you. I'll have a discussion with these people. Not that. Move right along. I go chat your 14, 14 vernacular word over there. Yeah, yeah. I will give Scott the links for not only the playtest. Now you do need to sign up for it. Um, if you have a D and D Beyond account, you can get it immediately. Um, but if you just go to the Watsy site, you got to sign up for it, and you can get it. Um, and I'll give him a link to the Tribality article, which has a great. Uh, uh, Brandon does a Brandis does a great job of breaking everything down. So. I'll probably go look at it in about six months. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I want to see the classes. See, give me some class. Give me some classes, and then we'll start having a conversation. None about of it means what's going anything on. until oh, I see like what you're playing with, like who you're, right. like what the guys are up to, like what you're. Yeah, so none of all these mechanics don't mean shit unless because usually one of the fun things about well, how classes works is it interacts with those mechanics in interesting ways. Like perhaps since rolling a twenty does something weirder now, maybe you can. Maybe rogues will be able to do something weird instead of gain inspiration or some shit. Like, yeah, um, I don't know, cool shit like that. Yeah, um, I'm I'm want to see what they're doing with the classes because they're uh, there's a because your class matters the most, and I want to see what they're doing with feats. Some people even think that if feats are tiered and prerequisite, well, you can sort of do a weird multi-class thing with feats, sort of like what they did in fourth edition. Because I'm smelling a little bit of fourth edition in this. Well, I mean, take what take t take the chunks out of the stuff that didn't work that worked, and m make a new beautiful Frankenstein thing that is the the one 
Yeah, yeah. And I think this will be backwards compatible in the sense of, do you have a 5e character translating him to this new edition? Very easy. It probably just means that probably the numbers are all going to remain the same. It's just the background mechanics of like what your shit does might be a little yeah. different. Certain things yeah. will mean certain other things. So, but that's all we're going to talk about this. It's very interesting. We will keep you posted. But it's a big thing, but we don't have much to go on right now. Uh, They're obviously doing bigger things. So the second thing that we're going to be talking about is yep, yep. we have um, about amount, about the same amount of information. Yep. Uh, is well, I think we have more. We don't have a playtest doc for true, the yeah. other thing. So uh, Onyx Path uh, has been talking about uh, basically a very similar style of like it's not uh, you're not going to have to buy new books um, uh, for like the their Story Path games, but an update to the Story Path system called Story Path Ultra. Yep. Um, and the the newest Story Path game that's been announced called The World Below, uh, which is kind of, from what I'm gathering, it's it's fantasy but post apocalyptic. Yes, it um, is. It is an original IP thing they're doing, neat. Um, and they're using this new Story Path Ultra to power mm -hmm. it. And we are going to be getting translation guides, essentially, from all the older Story Path system guides, so that you can update all your content to the way Story Path Ultra is going I'll, to work. I'll be honest with you, this is infinitely more exciting than D&D &D to me. In Absolutely. Terms of, because 5e functions today, it's easier to work with, it's easier to run, I understand it. We were playing Aeon the other day, and I'm still just like, god damn, how does fighting work? Like, <laughs> like just, just the shit you have to keep track of, and like the kind of the loosey-goosey like wishy-washy shit that they do sometimes it's just like man yeah i'd rather they are, not <laughs> they are going to be codifying a lot of things they're going to be changing things um uh such that but they're trying to keep it in such a way that as long as you have like your core book and your translation guide you can figure out the differences easy easy enough the main goal from their big q a that where they sort of revealed this was it was there will be translation guys, but really what they're going to do for every the major story path book lines, if they're if they're at a good spot in which they can start moving things over to this ultra, they will. Mm -hmm. um, and again, this is about more about clarification and unification between all of the all of these game systems. Now, some games will modify this ultra system in whatever way they need, like. Aberrant Aeon, obviously, going to work on so their their powers and stuff are not going to be the same, but their backbone will be this ultra system. Yeah, well, um, they're they're kind of like part of what they're doing is taking all the bits and pieces from the various story path games that that diverge from one another mm -hmm. and finding out finding which ones work better. Uh, yeah. Like the like one of the bigger changes uh, is how they're dealing with health levels. Yep. Uh, health levels are going to work pretty much like how they work and they came from beyond the sea uh, or the, the they came from lines, which they're sort of doing away with all the health condition stuff. Oh, thank uh, as, God. As well as standardizing the number of the, the number of health levels that everyone gets. I think everyone's going to get seven. Um, and as you get hurt, you actually get more powerful. Oh, that's nice. Basically your path skills get boosts. Um, well, as you get hurt, it's that, the John McLeanism. Yeah, well, that, well, that is in keeping more with what 
the 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 games are like right mm-hmm. like no one start like listen we all have that moment of like well my arm's been ripped off time mm-hmm. to go super saiyan you know we want that we yeah absolutely that. we do yeah uh, um i'm 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 down with it they're they're doing some neat stuff like scale is going to be they're not going to be calling it scale anymore it's just going to be called and i know this will be a slightly confusing they're calling it advantage mm-hmm. but it's like scale it it's has good, ratings yeah, it's mechanically it's going to work very similar to the way the scale is yep. what they're doing is they are making it very explicit when yep. you do have advantage from when something gives you advantage or whether it doesn't give you advantage right they're they're, they're clearing up the confusion of where do I get scale from? How does my scale apply? Does scale come from me? Does it come from the environment? Does it come from my equipment? Mm-hmm. Like, how does it all interact? And it will be very clear when something gives you, quote unquote, scale slash advantage. And when and it will still have numbers attached to it. It will still be like, you have advantage three versus mm-hmm. someone else's advantage two. You have advantage one. That kind of stuff. They're changing some terminology around. <laughs> yep. uh, uh, like successes are no longer going to be successes. They're going to be called hits. Yep. Uh, same same dice pool mechanic, same target numbers basically, uh, but you're getting hits. Hits are what you spend on. Not They're not calling them stunts anymore. They're calling them tricks. Yep. Um, games which have skill tricks, which I believe it's just Trinity, uh, are, are those skill tricks are going away. Yep. Uh, they are going to get folded yeah. into skills themselves and what you use your hits on yeah so every skill i think every skill is going to have a broader collection of things that you can send spend successes on when rolling this skill um their chat that changes momentum how they're dealing with it i love Um, i actually really like what they're doing with momentum. the way they're dealing with momentum is instead of dealing with dice um when you roll and you fail, you can spend momentum up to the difficulty of the roll to turn that into a failure into a success. And a flat success. Much better. Or if you succeed, you can spend uh, in momentum on a one-for-one basis to get more enhancement. Correct. And they clarified that if you change a failed roll, not a botch, but a failed roll into a base success – it's as if you had scored one hit, mm-hmm. which means all of your enhancement from other things immediately start applying. Yeah, exactly. So, so you could be like, you can do the Superman. Like if Superman barely touches you, well, you're going through that wall because mm-hmm. Superman's really strong. Yeah, so all your all your enhancement uh, comes online. Yes, uh, so that's um, fun. That was uh, that was the most intriguing one because it's like I've seen so many times since I've been running for you guys where you're like, man, I just need to, and you just start spinning, spinning, yeah. you're just rolling, you're not getting success. I'm like, no, no, just want to succeed. You failed the roll, spin the momentum, move on. Yeah, yeah it, it, was, it, it makes sense. It makes awesome. sense because, um, like, because especially if they're doing away with skill tricks, it means that momentum is going to be spent only on this one thing. Right. Um, uh, let me think what else that's the bulk of it. We don't, they don't have a timetable for us of like presenting this to us, but they are writing it. They yeah, are well, writing it. They are developing it. It's in the pipeline. Yeah. It is being developed for the world below. So I think when we start seeing more on that game is when we're going to start seeing more on story path, story path ultra. Um, I'm really excited for it. I want to get my hands on it because I think it's going to be a better system. I think it will be because it's basically going to be, 
essentially story path 2.0 Mm-hmm. This is basically what we're getting. I know they don't call it a new edition or anything like that, but that's basically what they're doing. They're just taking what they've learned. Additions oh, are so passe. Mm. Uh, I like additions, actually. It, the, the, it's good nomenclature. It, tell, it immediately communicates to someone what my reference point of conversation is. Um, yeah, but I don't want if, to buy my core books again. Like, I just I don't. don't you, well, translation guide. We'll be fine. Yeah, tra- we're smart. I'll, we're I'll, smart. I'll pay the shit out of for a translation guide. That's fine. Yes. Yeah, that's fine. Um... The um, and also Storypath Nexus. If if people, you can have fans make that shit for you, and they mm-hmm. get paid to do it. Well, I'm, um, sh- I'm sure Launchpad will put out. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I mean is just an easier guide. Like, here's a translation guide, and it's like, no, this is the more expanded translation guide to really like flush out an entire like Aeon or mm-hmm. like all the size system to really make sure it all works before you get like a second edition or whatever book they want to do in the future. Um, one of the cool things that they are going to do is pads are going to mean more. Oh yeah. That's interesting. They're, they're actually going to not only define your skills and your edges, but also your attributes. So like you being a certain type of a person that you have picked and built will have a greater impact on your character rather than just being there. They don't sure if they're going to keep them rated or not. If they like, they'll fluctuate, but they're still working on that. Well, but yeah, I mean, I could honestly say that one of the weakest things about the story path system was the paths. So uh... <laughs> it's called story path, and the paths are. I, like... I think I like paths in general. I think they're very like I like how they how they help you build your character and like yeah, you I mean everyone should dig into how the paths the path rules work because they're very yeah. cool. Like you can do a That's, lot with them. If, um, if you're also, creative. rich in all of them, they have all on the stream. We're like, yes, character creation will be much cleaner. Mm-hmm. You will not mm-hmm. have to like dig through several paragraphs to figure out what the fuck is going on. Oh yeah, go go just hey, just go to the Trinity Trinity Core book and you tell me how combat works. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me. Because I've been playing this game for years now, and I had to go look it up. I mean, I'm just like, where did I get this knowledge? Like, where did this fell knowledge come from? Oh, and also, <laughs> this is another thing why they're unifying it, because knowledge from Scion put into Trinity Continuum, Some there are some differences. And I've gotten confused, because I thought it was one way, and it was actually another, because they have very similar systems, and I've run both of them, but there are some discrete differences. Well, so, I think it's good that they're going to be standardizing it, and yes. you know, and and that sort of thing. I think that's that's a good because, well, like they've learned, they've learned from these various different iterations of it, and now they're packaging it up to make it all work. Well, and also, I mean, I, I guess really what it comes down to is that they've had enough success with these properties now to where they can devote the energy and the time to doing this instead of, you know errating like having a 300 page errata or something they can actually because you know back in what, 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 what trinity was what early aughts not yeah yeah they were probably not getting the same amount of like support you know they nope. needed to do another edition essentially you know well i mean tr- basically with exalted in trinity continuum that's supporting an entire small company like that was Trinity used to be Aeon used to be just a small fraction of a much larger company. Now it's big enough that it supports its own sort of entity. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to where this gets cleaned up. I actually may just implement the the new momentum rules in my yeah. game. They're much cleaner, that and sounds... I understand them instantly. 
Yes, please. Because let me tell you, you know how, I mean, you, you said it, how many times have we rolled momentum pointlessly? Like, it's just yeah, like, yeah. It's like, Oh, I didn't get success. I'm like, no dude, I just want you to succeed. And I'm looking over at Ray and she's just pulling her hair out quite literally, sure. like can't roll a success to save her life. And I'm like, I just kind of want to wave my hand and go, ah, you fucking succeed. Go, go. I, I want you all to succeed and have a good time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely give that a shot. I didn't want yeah. this role to be a whole big deal. <laughs> it's one of those. <laughs> I just yeah, wanted, I know. I just wanted it to be a little flavorful. Oh, and I love it when you guys botch because you're like thinking, well, you'll just have momentum and you'll succeed all the time. It's like, no, dude, you're going to burn through that momentum real fast and mm-hmm. then you're not going to have any and everyone's going to be like, well, I just botched. That sucks for me. But you get momentum. Yes, but you get momentum. That's the whole point, right? Hey. You have to fail to get momentum. And that that failure helps you propel you to succeed later. That's the whole point of the system. Well, another um, thing I like like that's another thing to mention is that you can all as a as a story guide, you can always give other forms of consolation either instead of momentum or in addition to momentum. Yes. Like yes. they, they they make that clear like failure Failure shouldn't sting as bad because you have ways of, of softening it. One way well, or also, there's another thing. If you're like, well, we just keep spending our momentum on dice, there's a stunt that is baked in the core rulebook that everyone can just put successes up mm-hmm. to the group or yourself for later rolls. Yep. Like, that's just part of the system. You don't necessarily have to use momentum to carry you through in the long run. It yeah. all depends. It all depends on what you do. Because really, the end of the day, the story path system is, did you get enough successes? Let's negotiate the price for the thing you want to have happen, happen. Yep. Did you get Did you get enough successes? Okay, you did the thing. That's kind of how it works. Uh, the only other thing I want, like, if, if I were to have my wish listing, is crafting. Yeah. Crafting, they're like, technology is very important to the Trinity Continuum universe. I'm like, yes, please make it make sense. Because right now... I have to have a PhD just to fucking like do anything with it. You, you know, it's like in your game, I'm about to go try to get a get an, a a decent weapon in my hand. Yeah, and it's just like, well, it's either a katana or a knife. Which is it? Because that's because <laughs> that's what the book offers: like a sweet ass katana or a knife. No, no, well, we'll I work mean, on. It's all I, tag based. I mean, there's. I there's... know, I know. It's just mostly the. You know, in terms of just, I don't want to think too hard. I didn't want to think too hard about it, but we're going to have to think about it a little bit. Yeah, the the basic items aren't really complicated. It's when you try to do super science. And I've already looked at, like, I would love to do super science in Aberrant. No. Hmm. No, I don't. Because it's just so complicated that it's it's not worth putting together. Like, I don't want to build a character. Like, I have a super smart character, and I don't even want to touch super science. Because it's just too complicated. It's not fun. It does not look like a fun system to engage with. And I would love for them to fix that. Well, maybe. Uh, I, I have a, I have an inkling that StoryPath Ultra is going to be very much on the core system. Yes. Uh, I don't know how much time they're going to be investing in the subsystems. Yeah, I know. I know. It, it really depends. It really depends. Uh, I, I think we'll get clarification because eventually all the systems are going to... All the game lines will get a quote unquote second edition mm-hmm. where they'll be fully integrated we'll get full books and then by that point they would have had the time and money to revitalize like revise those subsystems and really make them sing yeah. um, but who knows 
Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. I'm trying to remember, was there any other comments in that Q&A that were interesting involving Ultra and just the story about None that really stand out. I mean, I think I think it's very interesting. It's in a formative stage. Um, I one, um, yeah, I'm very, I'm actually looking forward to the world below because I think that's going to be cool. Um, yeah, I want, I want to just look at, it. oh, they did mention there is a book coming out soon-ish. Uh, very tentatively, they haven't don't even have a name for it yet. It's going to for the story story uh, training continuum core, uh, telling you about how to do like dimension hopping and oh, yeah. That's travel. Be the talent players guide is that the talent players guide? I think I think it's the talent players guide, but it might be another book. As they didn't well. name it. They didn't name it specifically during the QA, but they mentioned we're going to have a thing that's going to explain dimension dimension what if storylines and time travel and that kind of stuff and how you can run them which i'm looking forward to which can always be useful um yeah and then uh, aether's done aether has been fully funded mm -hmm. so the next big, big there's probably some minor books but i'm i'm looking for aegis yeah aegis is going to be the next big big trinity book um and yeah, plenty of plenty of other books. I mean, adventures it's adventures in the pipe. We've got a yep. bunch of aberrant books that are in the pipe. Um, Mission statements is going to be sort of the last Aeon book for a while, which I'm mm. okay with. It's a really robust line as it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. They got other things they got to work on. Uh, anything else, guys? Before, before either one D and D or Story Path Ultra, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Yeah, that's always how the I love the we gotta get on the hype train, guys. This is what this no. is all about. No, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> My don't blood pressure is already too high. <laughs> too high. All right. So we're gonna get on out of here. So from everyone here at Polyhedron, go where your fun is. Curl some dice.